You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeningandkingston.com. Okay, uh, it's the perfect time of year to run to the movie theaters uh, because it's really, really warm out. Warm. It's hot. It's hot. Do you have air conditioning? I I do, but I okay. have, well, okay, this is the thing. I do have air conditioning, but I have two, I basically have two air conditioning units, one on the ground floor right. and one upstairs. Like the ground and window air conditioning. And they're both very good, very powerful. If both are on, the entire place, totally cool. The problem right. is I can't turn both on because my cat, who is an overdramatic, uh, crazy person, got really, when I turned the one upstairs on in my room, got very upset, so upset that she refused to sleep for three days. Oh my and goodness. That, that, like a cat could die from yeah. lack of sleep after the amount of time. So I had to turn the air conditioner, so I have to keep the air conditioner off upstairs so she can sleep because she sleeps on my Jeez. bed during the day. Afraid of it? No, she doesn't like the cold air blowing oh, on the bed, which is where she sleeps. Right. She right. she can't like a normal cat sleep anywhere. She, she sleeps needs... in one spot. Yeah, she and has to have optimal optimal uh, conditions. Exactly. So during the day, I keep the air conditioner upstairs off. The air conditioner downstairs is on. I spend most of my day downstairs. When I'm here, she's upstairs sleeping all day. She spends most of her time upstairs anyway, so that's no change to her. And then an hour before I go to bed, I turn on the air conditioner so it cools off upstairs. Then I go up to bed, turn it off, and go to bed. You have and to sleep with it off? Upstairs? I do, because she has to sleep on the bed. Oh my gosh, well, your nights must be well. garbage. Uh, yeah, so I mean, what I, that's why I turn it on about an hour before So I it like cools? Yeah, so, yeah, like so it's not when I go to sleep. No, when I go to sleep, it's cool. And then when I wake up, I'm overheated, but I do sleep through the night. Right. Like, I don't wake up, so I do sleep through That's the night good. and I'm overheated. But, like, I'm sleeping above the covers. Like, I'm not, like, under anything. I'm just, right. like, laying there, letting the cool air kind of get to me. And then overnight, <laughs> I'm I'm sleeping above the covers. But then she sleeps. She well, sleeps at go. the end of the bed and sleeps all day on the bed. And there you go. It's and she's very, your little buddy, so. Yeah. And that's uh, that's what you got to do. For the cat that can't just sleep in, I don't know, any other room. The love of the love of your life, right there. The... I guess so. I mean, I, it, this this is the thing. Like, I didn't think I cared that much until I was like, well, well, the best thing I care enough that I don't want her to die. Right. So I'm obviously yeah. going to make this small sacrifice so she lives. I just wish she was less that dramatic because I thought after one day of her not really sleeping, I thought, well, eventually you're just going to go to bed. Like you'll get nope. over this. Almost three full days went by, and I started to get really worried. I'm like, okay, I've got to do something now because clearly you're not. Budget. You know what I think is so the the best part of the story is that cat. Like I'm like, oh, she's spooked. No, she's just such a diva. She doesn't yeah. like the wind. Like, the wind. The, it's the, the wind and the cold. Which is like, no, she like she she definitely gets spooked over noise, but she's used to it because in my other places I've right. lived, I've always had air conditioner, but it's never blown on the bed. It's just the way right. the window is and the setup is. It it just happened, but it's never blown directly on the bed. Can you so move the bed? She, um, 
it would be tough. It's possible. I figured uh, recently I've been thinking about that. Like, okay, is there any other way I can maneuver Leo. things? I could. It. I don't know how much better it would be, but I could. Tr I could give it a shot. Right. Like I'm, I'm considering things right now. I've been able to make it work. It, it it's more just an inconvenience at this. Point. Of course, and, and also at that point, it's like, wow, you're really working hard for that cat. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, is there's so many other great places to sleep, um, including in the room I'm recording in right now. There's a little thing in the corner that has a blanket on it that's perfect for her to sleep. Taylor, she slept there one time. I was like, no. And otherwise, like, no, not I don't for want me. This. No, I'm going to lay on the bed. And because it's so hot upstairs, so hot, she is stretched out like a snake across the bed in like a big line, just stretched out, soaking in the heat. Like, even for her, she can't be in a ball because it's so hot. She's, she's black, just, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she's a black cat. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so upstairs, so she's shedding like crazy because it's like 30 degrees upstairs, but then downstairs it's cool. So she only comes downstairs to eat drink make sure i'm alive and then she goes back upstairs she's a character i love this yeah cat. That sounds like she's <laughs> yeah. got personality lots of personality so that's <laughs> that's basically my situation so while i'm recording right now i'm sweating because i'm upstairs and it's hot and i can't record downstairs because there's no real room that would work downstairs right. for the recording and with the ac down there it's it's kind of loud wow. anyway yeah so this is i'm upstairs sweating like crazy and you know where the cat is sleeping on my bed in the next room in, yeah in in paradise yeah just living her, her paradise life, yeah sleeping 75 percent of the day which is what they do so, <laughs> so funny oh my goodness well i'd say like we'd try to go quick but you know we have an hour to fill you're stuck yeah. here an hour no matter what no matter, we can't go quick because then what, we don't yeah. have an episode of the show. Like, We've ruined the, the episode. So, yeah, exactly. There's nothing just, to do. So, it's the yeah. perfect time to escape your cat and warm, half warm house to go to the movies because it's air yes. conditioned. You can sit there, VIP, you can have a drink, nice, cool, refreshing, whatever. This, I, I had a pop this time. I went nice. for the fountain pop because I just. You know, I I'm a big fan of fountain pop. Yeah, I, I sometimes you just need fountain pop, and I, I don't care. I'm gonna drink it. Okay, I don't care yeah. what what Doug Ford says. Okay, what I'm does what what does Doug Ford say about fountain pop? I don't pop? know. I just says it's like alcohol or something. I don't know. Come on, you're telling me he doesn't drink fountain pop by the like? I was gonna, <laughs> that was what I mean. Whoa, watch out there! He's yeah, the we'll, premier we'll, of Ontario we'll, there, Taylor. We'll, but like, <laughs> no. But dollar beers are okay. Listen, I I don't think they're remotely the same. A, a a fountain pop or a soda pop and beer are not the same thing. But apparently I'm in the minority in that. I uh, think... Everyone's like, well, it's actually worse for you than beer. And I'm like, yeah, but when I drink a Coke, I don't start acting like a lunatic. No. No, it's not like you're a five-year-old child ODing on sugar. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it's not like. I can handle a tiny bit of sugar. And the, like I looked at it, I'm like, okay, a can of Coke versus a can of like just a, a regular beer, like a craft beer or something. Have. The ca yes, Coke is more calories technically, but not by that much. Not by such a significant amount that it would like ruin, like if you're a calorie counter, which I've done before, it wouldn't ruin your count. We're talking about like 40 calories difference. Like it's not huge. So. I think life is short. Have the fountain pop. Yeah. 
Exactly. Also, I like. I feel like you're not having a fountain pop every day. No, not every right? day. Right? No. So, like, who cares? People still smoke cigarettes. Every day? Yeah. And you're Multiple having a fountain pop. So, yeah. Doug Ford and all the naysayers, let Mike <laughs> and Taylor. I had yes. a mini can of Coke with my little Caesars for dinner. Oh, that must have been nice. It was very nice. Very refreshing. Yeah, it's, you know, it's funny because I, yeah, and I would say it's probably my only vice. Like, because, like, I don't smoke. I'm not really a big alcohol drinker to begin with. I don't even really like sweets that much. Like, every once in a while, I'll have, like, something, like, that's sweet. But I'm not, like, a huge, like, oh, in terms of snacking, like, having something sweet. So, really, the only thing is pop, and it's usually reserved for fountain pop, and it's usually a summer thing. Like, I don't even crave pop in the winter. It's very much a summer thing when I'm overheated. I'm like, oh, that's what I want. I do. Lemonade. I'm a big water drinker. Like I drink water like throughout the day, but there's something about like a cold Coke or Pepsi that's more refreshing than water. That is absolutely true. (laughs) Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. And I don't care what anyone says. It's not in my mind. That's just reality. Because yeah, I drink just, all, all I drink all day is water, 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 yeah, water. Too. And every time I'm at sports or doing a workout, water, water, water. I'm pretty. I'm all water. I do not even Gatorade. I'm water, water, water to rehydrate. But then if I want something refreshing and it's a hot day and I want a treat, Coke is the first thing I think of. Absolutely, one hundred percent. So, but we we don't always keep pop in the house. But if we want a treat, we get the yeah. mini cans. Yes, like, yeah. To me, that's just the right amount. But then if I'm going to the movie theater, like, yeah, yeah. give me a bucket of fountain pop. Oh, whatever. for sure. Yeah. That's <laughs> honestly what you're like. That's sort of my trick, especially for the summers. I just try not to buy pop. Yeah, like every once in a while I'll buy it. And then obviously I end up having it more than I should. But then I'm like, okay, now I'm not going to buy it for the next like two months or something. Yeah. And then you kind of like, yeah, can reset and everything. No, I, I'm with you. I think this is absolutely acceptable. And I think considering there's so many other things that people do that we should worry about, pop consumption is not one of them. Yeah. Don't tax my pop. Exact text. (laughs) Well, every (laughs) once in a while they float around those like, um, those like fast food tax. Like we're going to start taxing fast food to deter people from eating junk. And it's like, no, again, like, no, No. are you kidding me? It's my choice. To put that exactly. in my body, but I shouldn't Listen, have to pay more for it. Exactly. And quite frankly, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like that, that's not that's not the way to do it. That's not the way to if someone wants their fast food, they're getting it. Exactly. That's not the way to go about it. There's lots of other other things you can do. Yeah, my honestly, Taylor, I'm at the point where my philosophy is uh, you know, I'm active, so I'm gonna be as active as I can at as high intensity levels I can, and then I'm gonna reward myself with a fountain. Yeah, I'm with and you. If, I, I you support know. you 100. percent Well, good, and and that's for that that'll be my uh, my campaign against those who who say no to to soda pop. Have well, a, ta- Taylor agrees. Juice. Have a carrot yeah. juice. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's carrot juice. That's not. I tried to think of that. something like super healthy. People do drink carrot juice. Oh, I thought the healthiest thing really is just water, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Tr- there's like truthfully. nothing in it. Yeah, yeah. Truth. Which is which is like ninety five percent of what I drink is water. Yeah, I. Yeah, I'm not like sipping on things throughout the day. Like I might have a tea yeah. as a treat, and when the weather's cool, I'll have like a hot chocolate. But yeah, we're big, big around 
big about water around these parts. Yeah, there, it's it's always been interesting just because, like, now I've I've relaxed as a human being. But when I was high strung in my 20s, I really thought it was weird, the, like, culture around drinking. Like, it's celebrated when you, you buy something, like, that's alcoholic, but then people, like, are very quick to judge you when you're buying something else. And I just look around at my, you know, here I am at the VIP theater. People are getting fish bowls of alcohol served to them you know like the big like blue yeah, fish bowl. literal yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and everyone's like basically like cheering and giving them pats on the back and handing them awards and like giving them a million dollars and then like i order a fountain pop and people are like you're are you a sure villain you want to do that to yourself like and it's just like are you kidding me there's no way these two things could be remotely on the same level i don't care what like a fitness person the most the most fit human on the planet could come to me and tell me that pops bad and be like, oh, well. Too bad. Sometimes I'll you gotta shave, be bad. <laughs> I'll shave the five years of my life off yeah. or whatever it is. Oh, you know what I mean? It, I am a hundred, I would rather die five years earlier having drank some some Coke. And definitely eating fountain. McDonald's. <laughs> eating him. Like, exactly. I like, would take the five years gladly. You always, like, you see those, like, every once in a while, like, eating five french fries a week shaves five years off your life or whatever you know what i mean and yes. it's like life's I'm not in. worth having <laughs> yeah. if you can't eat the french fries good like, trade-off as far as i'm concerned that's a like, great trade-off i will take that deal every single day of the week give me the french fries one last thing before <laughs> we actually talk about movies mike um, I think we're going to be vindicated, you and I, as non-drinkers, because recently I've been seeing a lot of um, non-alcoholic brands emerging. Yes. Yeah. Um, again, we're not the the clientele because you and I would just order water um, <laughs> as opposed to the non-alcoholic mocktail. But um, I feel like people are catching on that it's not it's not all that to drink every time you go out. No. Like, and again. One of the things that I've learned now that I'm older is just that it, everyone else was the problem. It, it wasn't me. It was everyone else who was the problem. Yeah. Because having like a drink with friends or, or with a group or sitting down like just, you know, having a drink is like nothing. Where I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'll try this. Maybe I'll like it. Maybe I won't. But there's no judgment because everyone else is older now. And yeah. they're like, have a drink. Don't have a drink. We don't care what you do. But it's when, they're, it's when everyone's younger. And there's this yeah. judgmental thing. And then well, everyone gets older and they're like, well, I could cut down. And well, you don't really need it or it doesn't really matter. I Like no judgment if you want to drink whatever. But like don't sure, judge me for not drinking. Exactly. I'm not going to judge other people if they want to have a couple drinks. That's totally fine. It's absolutely acceptable. I will even admit the more I've been trying different types of craft beers, the more I'm saying, oh, I can see the, like, I can see the appeal here. Yeah. There's a few things that taste good. I understand why some people like it. It's better than the stuff that like – when I was younger that I was trying, that was like really bad. Okay. So I was trying the wrong things. That's what I've learned. Totally fair. It's still not my go-to thing though. Yeah. And everyone just has to be okay with that. Cause I'm okay if it's someone else's go-to thing. So yeah. just reciprocate. That's all we're saying. Be cool. Exactly. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, that's been my, <laughs> my VIP uh, movie experiences recently, seeing the fish bowls, et cetera. And they always, I love this about theaters. I don't know what it's like now, Mike, because everyone is trying to save money and maybe it's not like this anymore, but I find theaters over air condition and like people will be like, oh, it's 
you know, the mall's too cold. The theater's too cold. No such thing when it's no 35 degrees no. out with humidity. No. Just go step outside if you're... If you're I want to wear a sweater in the movie theater <laughs> when it's yeah. this hot. Um, I found I found this this particular viewing. Now this was a this was a Sunday early like late morning right. movie. So this was like an eleven thirty movie, and I will say pretty full actually. Like not a hundred percent full, but a pretty good crowd came out um, for for the Indiana Jones well, movie. That's a like big a movie. Sunday morning it is, and I usually I've been picking Sundays because the theaters have been a little less busy, but it was busy um, on on the Sunday. But it was it was starting the heat wave. So even by 11, it was like 26, 27 degrees outside. Like it was getting hot. So I found it quite cool. Stepping inside cools nice. you off. And that I understood when people were getting the big like frozen fish bowls. Things. Yeah. I'm like, you're probably overheated. I 100% understand what you're doing here. Um, but that's why I went for the pop. Because I'm like, I just need something refreshing. And it's also 1130. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you have to drive. Well, you don't drive. But like people, are you not driving home? Like, what are you doing? You taxiing home at one o'clock on a Sunday from the movie theater? <laughs> I would not be surprised. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, I, there are people, I saw it because when I walked in there, apparently there were some people who came early to have like a drink at the bar and then went into the theater and then went back to the bar that's in the theater after. And it's like, that's it's bananas. two o'clock. <laughs> but I mean, I guess it's a Sunday. Hey. And again, no judgment, but still. I long weekend it was, too, uh, right? Was it the yes. long? Yeah, yeah. It was. It so. was the long weekend. That's true. I'm not taking that into account as well. It was the long weekend. So they might have been uh, continuing from the night before and yeah. getting ready for Monday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but there you go. That's that was my experience. We also uh, recently saw that uh, the screening room got our check. Yes. Our snail mail written handwritten check, Taylor. You don't type it up on a computer. It's handwritten. Yeah, it's a it's my personal checkbook. So yeah, wow. I have to. Uh, well, no, they got to... they have machine they have machines that you put personal checks in and it prints oh. for you. No, I wrote I wrote it out. Okay. My little chicken scratch. There you and, go. Yeah, handwritten. handwritten. I, uh, and they they got it. They got our money. I was nervous because yesterday I was checking my my bank account to see if the check had been cashed, and I actually wrote another check for something else, and neither of the checks had been cashed. And I said to Dan, like, oh. I really hope Wendy cashes my check because, um, you know, Mike sent me money on behalf of other people. Dan didn't realize that. He thought, like, I oh. just sent my own donation. And I said, Dan, if they don't cash that check, it's embezzlement. And he went, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. That's, bad. yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. You would be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> I mean, granted, it wasn't, like, a huge sum of money, but, like, you know, fraud <laughs> under whatever. Uh, but luckily, yes, when I checked my uh, bank account today, it had been it had been cashed. And um, because no one else has checkbooks. But now when you go on to your bank account, it actually has like a scan of the check. Oh, like, does it? See, yeah. Oh. And, like, I saw that it was, you know, Wendy had signed the back of it and everything. So it went where it needed to go. Um, still waiting Can't on that we, second we made check, them but... we made them go to the like we had Wendy would have to get the check yep. sign it and walk to, to her bank and put it in yep. which is just adds to the whole but whole she's a small business I'm sure she has to go to the bank frequently you know, I would imagine like make deposits get yes. change yeah I'm imagining yeah. there's still a lot of people who pay in cash coming to the screening room like I'm sure that that oh, does yeah. happen so I'm sure there's deposits. Yeah, I mean, if that had money had got hadn't been received, lost. yeah, like 
Tyler Vance would put down his beakers and be coming for you. Yeah, and he'd be beakers. well. I mean, he's he's trying to solve the diseases. You yeah, know, you would the, have to pause the science. The the funny thing about Tyler, because I was thinking about this recently, like just imagining what he does on a day to day basis, and I just imagine him being in like this really big lab, but with like a hundred other scientists, but because he's younger and was like the new one when they were giving out diseases, he got like a really bad one. Like he was given like, not like a really horrible disease, but one that we know doesn't have a cure, like the common cold, you know, they'd be like young guy, this whipper. Exactly. Exactly. Like his, his boss, Mr. Jennings would like come up to him and be like, okay, okay. Here, Vance, the new, new guy here. Let's give him the common cold. And everyone's like, ha ha ha. He gets the common cold. And then Tyler has to like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Calling him a nerd. Every time people walk by his desk, they're like, well, look at the nerd with his rhinovirus and like having like making fun of him. And then like, I just continue to picture that he had like, you know how they have like science stations and like maybe you're partnered with someone when you're new. So right. his like, like Jenny is like the female scientist across like Tyler, like you, you just have to fight through. You don't, don't listen to them. And his just, his head's always down on the table. Like, oh. Oh my! I can't like get the cold. I'm never gonna cold. crack. No, I'm never gonna crack this. And Jenny's like, I, I believe in you, Tyler. I, I, I believe in you. And then like Tyler, because Tyler's married, right? He automatically sees the potential problem with Jenny. Mm. It's like Jenny, stop this. We have to keep our relationship professional. And she's like, okay, Tyler, I guess I'll just have to go cure a broken heart. And then, like, <laughs> and then she takes runs the subway. Away. Yeah, and then she takes she the, the subway, subway home. <laughs> yeah, and like that's kind of how I imagine Tyler's, Tyler's life. Is. Yeah, his, his romantic comedy science. Exactly. Yeah, and just being the idea of him being stuck with the common cold. I where like I, you know his lab being underground. I but yes, I think I think it would be underground, and I think it would be like <laughs> low ceilings with like the lights flickering all yep, the time, like not one hundred percent. Yes, yes, and they're always like flickering yeah. and not one hundred percent right. And he's there late at night, um, where everyone else gets to go home before. Like he has to lock up for some reason or something, and like he's Nigel, the wife. he's the yeah, young exactly. Wife. And like the hotshot Nigel, who's always like employee of the month, he has like one of the big diseases that that we always find like breakthroughs for. So he turns out loves. Nigel's the villain and has yeah, left exactly. the virus out of the yeah. lab. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nigel's the one. He's like, oh, forget you, Nigel. Like Tyler and Nigel have this kind of like, you know, this rivalry that knows mm-hmm. no bounds. Like, yeah, th- those are all the things that I was thinking of recently. I think that that's probably pretty accurate. Yeah. Tyler can, can confirm or deny. Or neither. <laughs> whatever <laughs> or he can just let he can just let uh us continue speculating let it, exactly and we, and we will and we'll continue but i'm glad i'm glad wendy got the uh got the money she sent us a really yeah. nice email um she's just kind of catching up on things now because obviously they were busy like oh, this yeah. must have been a busy busy time she was probably cashing a lot of checks depositing a lot of checks <laughs> i'm gonna ask back her and forth back and forth like so she the little insight she she's gonna come on the show uh, later this summer, we, she said that she'd be willing to come on and we're going to chat with her and get kind of an update. I'm going to ask her on air how many checks she had to cash because I bet you it's not that many. You know the <laughs> the Seinfeld episode of Jerry signing all the royalty checks from Japan and he's got a hand cramp and then it's... <laughs> yes. Gets, they get wet for some yes. reason. Yeah, and yeah. And he's like, no, my checks! And the guy looks and it's for like 15 cents. He's like, yes. I give you the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like his royalty checks, which are nothing. Yep. Yes, yep. yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I foresee most people have making donations online or doing other. I, things. I, we'll I ask her so how too. much. I, like, and if yours was the only check, I think that would be hilarious. I think because, that'd be great. <laughs> just have to she walk frame there just it for screening in Kingston. So <laughs> just, great. Well, if you frame it, you can't get the money. That's true, and she that's an e- deposited it. So <laughs> that was that was an episode of uh, Home Improvement. <laughs> that one of the kids got their first paycheck from somewhere and Tim was so excited he framed it. And then the kid was like, how am I going to cash it? <laughs> because Tim, he didn't frame it, he placked it. Like it was placked against the end and his face just like, uh, I'll just give you the money. <laughs> but it was, yeah, they, they just, uh, I, I just started watching Home Improvement because they just added it to Disney Plus. Part I'm surprised of the long that. Fox takeover. Isn't uh, the lead dude kind of canceled? Uh, Tim Allen? Yeah. I hear every I think once in a while. One, he like, he's one of the, okay, he's one of the interesting ones because he gets on and off canceled, but then what he does is just stop talking. Right. And then we People all kind forget. of forget about him. Yeah. Because he got in trouble, like, I think two years ago for, like, commenting on the election in the States. He has um, conservative views, I think. He has more conservative is, views, yeah. yes. But I think from what I read, because I looked into it as well when it happened, and from what I read, it was more, he has conservative views, but not that far right as he was portrayed as. Regular conservative. (laughs) Yeah, whatever that is, whatever that means. So he he basically stopped talking, and then we haven't heard anything. His PR team was good. They're like, Tim, Tom, whatever your name is, Tim, Tim Allen. His name's Tim. (laughs) Yeah. Who is... uh, the Rocket Man from Toy Story, right? Uh, yes, Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, so yes, Buzz. He, they said, the Tim, Buzz. And he went, Stop okay. talking. He yeah. Went, okay. and, and I want to cash my royalty checks. And it's probably, oh, yeah. like, Disney, I'm sure, has a lot involved in that. Because, like, Disney has had a lot of public feuds with some more conservative politicians recently. So oh. I think Disney, who now owns all those Fox properties, which includes his two big shows that he was on, Plus, they've got him for not only the Santa Claus stuff that they do, but Toy also Story. Toy Story. I think Disney got to him and yeah. said, you have whatever view you want, but you're not publicly saying yeah. these things. Just don't be a talking head. And so far, it's worked. <laughs> I will say, you don't hear much. So It's the way to do it. No, it's the way to do it. But again, I mean, Home Improvement's a very dated show. But I just watched it as a kid, so there's some nostalgia there. And I think it's pretty funny. I watched like as a kid too. I don't remember anything but the neighbor. Well, yes, the neighbor who who you never over the, yeah, just he <laughs> talked to him over the fence. That's literally the only thing. I don't remember anything else from the show. Yeah, I mean it's uh it it was one it was a long running show, like eight or nine years, I think it was on air throughout the nineties. So it was uh it was pretty big. Um right around the same time that he did Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Another big Good movie. Uh, big Tim Allen movie. Uh, and the Santa Claus would have been also. I feel like started. he was a pretty. He was pretty big in the nineties. Jo- um, oh yes. Uh, jungle to jungle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Jungle to Jungle. That was him. He had another relatively big movie too. I can't remember off time, but there's another one that was also a big comedy movie that did very well. Because I know Galaxy Quest was big, and he did Toy Story. Obviously, he's probably so he doing pretty that. well for himself. Yeah, like I think he can he can stand to not worry so much about. <laughs> the politics and just kind of exist as a human. Um, but yeah, now, now Disney plus has, uh, has home improvement on there. So. You know, what's an interesting thing though, 
um, about streaming is the actors and I guess crew, because I assuming I'm assuming crew also get royalty. They get really they're not getting their royalties apparently. They're, so, yeah, like, they're, that's what I've heard as well. Doesn't yeah. that suck? So, and apparently, like, it's, like, being written now into contracts where they're, like, nope, you're foregoing your royalties because we're going to sell this to streaming. I could get yeah. that. I could have that wrong. Yes. No, but, like, you're right. Oh you're 100% right because it used to be that they weren't because they counted synd- only syndication, which was well-defined on air syndication you get some royalties from but you don't get from streaming because that wasn't a thing back when these contracts were all signed so so many shows end up going to streaming and yes you're getting syndication money but that doesn't include streaming and now they're they're coming getting wise to this and making sure that streaming is included in that so that some money comes back uh, to all the performers and creative can you imagine if your program is like think of like i'm like Stranger Things, huge, 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 huge show, right? Those kids aren't going to be continuing to make bank from that show. Where if that was on um, TV ten years ago, they would have been raking in royalties for it. Oh, absolutely, and, and even to like well for for years and years yeah. and years, royalties don't run out. And like, yeah, that Seinfeld thing is funny, but sometimes that's what it is. It's like royalty checks of small amounts, but it adds up over time. For sure, um, the the two people. Um, Oh, geez, names today. The two leads of Bones, the yes. TV show Bones. Yes. They, Buffy, they, uh, Angel. Yes, and Angel. Zoe and Zoe Deschanel's sister. Zoe Deschanel's <laughs> sister. Yeah, so Angel and Zoe Deschanel's sister get a lot of royalties, the two of them, from Bones still to this day. Yeah. Like, they make a lot of money. They don't need that, to keep that. working. They don't. And I mean, the the Angel does. He he went to another show, but apparently that's he just likes but they don't have to like that's the thing they get so much royalty from that show which was on for 10 years um because of the syndication and because of the deal that they signed like streaming was just becoming a thing they get some streaming rights as well but that's often why you see shows take so long to come to streaming is apparently they're renegotiating a bunch of contracts with people who did the show 20 years ago you know what (laughs) or their estates get your bank yeah no, it's uh, that's the way it should be. Especially because there's a writer's strike right now. Yeah. You don't want to be cheating people out of out of their money. No. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's an interesting the changing world uh, that is streaming. Um, okay, we've got some movies to review. Yeah. Uh, we did we did check check some movies out. Uh, speaking of streaming and seeing it live, um, I saw Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, um, and you saw The Machine. Yes, it was um, in theaters a couple weeks ago. It sure was, and it uh, there's a lot to talk about with that. Um, but let's save it and let's talk about Indiana <laughs> Jones first. Um, Sounds good. We'll end end on the monster that is the machine. Um, speaking of, you know, thematically, we don't plan this. I've got Han Solo, old Han Solo, in my movie, and you've got old Luke Skywalker in yours. There you go. A little bit of uh, Star Wars connection here. Our little um, uh, twinning movies. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I saw Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. That is the fifth Indiana Jones film. Uh, this largely takes place in, the, in 1969, uh, the year okay. of the moon landing. So Indiana Jones is a lot older because his action takes place like just before sort of World War One. It's kind of like 30s was kind of his his time you mean so world war is, ii 
World War II. Yes, sorry. World War yeah. II. He fights Nazis. Yeah. Um, so in the, this is kind of takes place mainly in, in 1960. But if you, if 69, but if you saw the trailer, you already know there are some flashbacks to during the end of World War II. So and it was very big in the news about the de-aging they were going to do. Yes, and there's a de-aged Harrison Ford in the first sort of opening of the movie, um, which a normal opening sequence of a movie is like maybe 10 minutes or long or so. This was about like 20, 25. They just spent a long time. Yeah, Mini movie. The, the, like the, <laughs> the number one thing I'll say about this movie is it felt about a half hour too long. Yeah, because the um, intro's 20 minutes. <laughs> yes, the, the, there are, I have many positive things to say about this movie, right. but it felt about a half hour too long. What was the runtime? The runtime was, I think, two hours and 25 minutes. Okay. It was, it was over two hours, um, and it felt like it could have been a really, like one of those movies that's between hour and a half and two hours, and you would have been pretty happy. Right. Like it could have been a tighter film. Um Okay, to, to speak about the DH stuff right at the beginning, because that's right at the top of the, the movie. So no spoilers, because if you saw a trailer or the media, the, I don't believe a spoiler is anything that takes place in the first few minutes of the movie. So there's a de-aged Harrison Ford at the beginning. For the most part, it was actually really well done. Okay. Like, I, I, if you're just looking at him, you pr- wouldn't have noticed difference. Because also, so yes, they're de-aging. But there, but it's also it's Harrison Ford at least ten years or so after the events of the Last Crusade, because it's it's like everything that happens in in the movie is kind of at the beginning of of World War II or or like all his earlier movies or a few years beforehand, and this is ne- right near the end. Right. So at least five or six years, maybe more, has passed. So he's not even that young, but I mean he's younger. But he's, you know, you. it's less of a stretch, I found. Right. The only thing was, so he looked great. The action in the in the early sequence was great. Just, again, a little bit too long. There's sort of a train chase sequence that I was wondering, like, we're still here? Like, it's been a half an hour. Like, it's just, yeah, like, let's go. Um, the only thing is when he spoke, he was old Harrison Ford. Oh, like they and can't, they can't. They can't do, I guess not. The mouth? They can't. Well, they can't do anything with the with the voice. Than oh, I see what you else. mean. Like, yeah, it's not like an old young. mouth came out. Yeah, he uh, looks like young, he looks young, but, but like the voice is 80. still. Yeah. Yes, he sounds like, like an old man old. voice. Yeah, that's correct. And that was the one thing that took me out of it a little bit. Now, a lot of it, there's only little bits of dialogue at the beginning from him. A lot of it is more. Um, we're kind of getting a setup for this dial. Of destiny that will become important later. But that was the only thing that took me out of it a bit. Otherwise, the de-aging, I think, is the best I've ever seen. Um, Like, it's right up there with um, Captain Marvel when they de-aged Samuel L. Jackson for the entire movie, and it actually looked quite good. Um, Now, Samuel L. Jackson still looks very young. Like, he's not somebody who, I think, looks older. He's one of those actors that have looked the same age my whole life. Yeah, he he's he doesn't look very old anyway, so I think they had less work to do. But this was very well done. It was it was pretty seamless. It worked. You kind of got to see young Indiana Jones during uh, during World War II, which is something you didn't really see from the earlier series because everything kind of wrapped up as the 
war was kind of beginning. Um, so it was kind of interesting to see Indiana Jones during the Second World War. Then the rest of the movie, again, primarily takes place in, in 1969. Uh, he's older. Uh, he's, he's actually grumpy. There's, there's a very funny scene at the beginning of the movie where he yells at the hip, his hippie neighbors about their loud music. I think they're listening to like the Beatles or something. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's whatever at that time. Um, so this movie is, you know, very interesting. Like they, they did a good job of coming up with a really interesting story and a really neat way to bring Indiana Jones back into it. Um, I liked, I actually liked the first act of this movie. And I, I really liked the third act of the movie because there was a twist in there and there was a couple things I wasn't expecting. And I kind of liked that. It didn't go the direction I thought it was going to. My biggest problem with the movie is the second act, the middle of it, really, really dragged. Hmm. It felt like we had two or three of the same chase sequences. Um, and then for some reason we had to see like, they, I think they were thinking like, okay, what has Indiana Jones not done? Well, he hasn't done any archaeology underwater. So we had to see him do archaeology underwater for some reason. So instead of snakes, there were eels, right. which are basically like water snakes. Yeah. Like, haha, look, it's the same. He doesn't like snakes, but they're eels and he's underwater and I can't see what's going on because it's underwater. Like it was, it was very weird. It's if we like paused the movie to, to go like deep diving for Why some not? reason. Why not? Um, they don't know how many, you know, they don't know how many more movies they can get Harrison Ford to be in because well, he's getting on in years. Well, I supposed to be his last. Like, I thought he was Well, that's why they, they're jamming in as much as possible. <laughs> but imagine going to Harrison Ford, who's 80, and be like, okay, now this is now we're going to get you ready for your underwater sequence. He's like, sure, I'm 80. Why not? <laughs> really? I would, I if I was 80, I'd be like, what, would Indiana Jones actually do this? Well, if I was 80, I probably wouldn't necessarily be making Indiana Jones movies anymore. No. No. Um, but I'm in this instance, I'm Harrison Ford. So I'd be like, yeah, yeah. why not? I haven't done an underwater. I haven't That's battled true. eels underwater. So, yeah, yeah. This is something I haven't done. Yeah. So that, that kind of thing happens in the middle act, which is a, is a little dragon for me. Like overall, it was actually like a pretty entertaining movie. If you're an Indiana Jones fan out there, you're probably going to enjoy the movie. Like I don't, I don't think it 100% captured the magic of the original three. I don't think it's as whimsical. I don't think it's as interesting. But I do think of all the nostalgia bait returning to things that we once knew and were, you know, once glorious, this wasn't that bad. I've seen a lot worse. Um, right. And they did a relatively good job of making like a fun adventure. Yeah, it was, it was a great, it was a popcorn movie. And it had that. And I want to say this a few times because I'm about to list off things I didn't like. And I don't want to get overly negative because overall, I, I did enjoy myself. I enjoyed the movie. I thought Harrison Ford did very, very well for being 80. He he was a he was Indiana. He was an old Indiana Jones. Like it worked. Everything that was happening uh, around him made sense. Everything that was going on worked for me. It was really good. Also, Taylor, your boy, Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, is he a villain? He's the villain, of course. Obviously, nice. if you need the villain, I didn't know. I did not know that. I did not know that at all. He knocks it out the of girl, the park. I need the girl from Fleabag, isn't it? Yes, Phoebe. Well, I'm about to talk about her, but yes. Um, Good for Mads Mikkelsen knocks it out of the park as usual. If you a need a villain, he does play a Nazi, a Nazi scientist, Nazi doctor. Oh, oh, so, well, you got me there. Who, <laughs> who's who's obsessed 
with this dial of destiny. Of course. Um, and he 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 actually. But he's an old Nazi because it's the. 60s. Oh, yes, yes, no. He he play, so he plays himself back in the forties and in in fifty nine, and they like that. just do some makeup stuff. Oh, but I he just plays. Probably it's just like, him. Mats, do you want us to de-age you? And he was probably like, no, no, absolutely. <laughs> <Put me laughs> and, in makeup. But Taylor, it doesn't even stick out. Like it just I love you it. just accept it. You're like, yep, all right, yep. that that make sure. <laughs> and he. He's great. Like, yeah, as a menacing fantastic. Nazi doctor, he's very good. You buy it. Um, yeah, and he's very intimidating. And, like, it, he he's one of those actors who can be intimidating with saying very few words. Mm-hmm. And that's really his character. is quite stoic, speaks very, like, directly and with a lot of purpose. Like, when he talks, he he's sort of really thought out what's going to be said. He's manipulating people all the time. Like he's very, very good at that. So that he does a great job. Um, okay. Now let's talk about some, some of the, some of the other things. Um, one, okay. But one more positive Phoebe Waller bridge who, who plays Indiana Jones's goddaughter. So she's the daughter of a friend of Indiana Jones, who's introduced and talked about at the, in the beginning sequence, right. um, back throughout to, you know, a, a spy in world war two kind of thing. Um, Listen, she does a good job for what she was given. Um, it was clear that they were trying to make a character that was a bit of a polar opposite to Indiana Jones, like mm. cares less about archaeology, is kind of feels like is in it for the money, has treasure a bit hunter. of a yeah, treasure hunter kind of thing, has a bit of history with her father, and some of that comes into play, obviously, but they it was clear that like we want her to be more of a counterpoint. Is her um, dad Mads Mikkelsen? That would have been a good twist. No, no, and I, I can spoil that much. No, that wasn't the that wasn't the, that would have been good. Um, there's there's been a lot of sort of talk around her character. Well, her character is a little annoying and is a little much, but I think that was kind of on purpose. I saw that today. It yeah. was like, and the award for worst character of the year goes to. <laughs> I was like, she, oh she, yeah. She has to be relatively unlikable, though, to be that counterpoint to Indiana Jones. Yeah, like that, it it makes sense. And her character does have a bit of an arc in the movie, and it does make sense. Like, I I think they did a good job with that. What I was confused about was why they sort of forced fed us a new friend of Indiana Jones and a a, a daughter that that friend had and a goddaughter and like said, okay, well, this is a really important person we've never heard of as opposed to in the movie, they had this character who was a CIA agent. She was also kind of chasing after Indiana Jones, trying to figure out what was going on. What I don't understand is why didn't you just make Phoebe Waller Bridge's character that person? Like, wouldn't it have made more sense to be like CIA person gets mixed up in whatever Indiana Jones is and they team up and what have you, like why they had to try to force this. Like, I think they were trying to be like, well, family, Family is emotional. Because they can't so, bring Shia LaBeouf back. Because we can't bring Shia LaBeouf back. So we need to, yes, exactly. We need to do something family. We need to give him family because that's more. But just because but someone is a does he have family member, in the first three movies? No, he's younger. And he's, like, he's he's had women who he has had relationships with. And, like, the love of his life is the, the woman from the first movie. Um, but he has no family until the later movies. Which, again, a lot of time has surpassed. So by the time we get to Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, it makes sense. That he has has had a family since then. No shade to archaeologists, but it wouldn't surprise me if he was a bachelor. No, no. Archaeologists don't need children. 
No, and and that's kind of my point. Like, I didn't need you to force feed another family connection for for him because I didn't. You that to me that's that that's a, just a cheap trick. Like, why not write a good reason for this CIA agent yeah. and Har- and Harrison Ford to start caring about each other? Why do you have to automatically be like, yeah, yeah, well, they're related, so now there's this connection. So it doesn't matter how horrible Phoebe Waller's bridge character is, he feels this connection, right. and to me. I'm like, well, that's, that's cheating. Like you're, instead of writing an interesting sort of character dynamic and why they sort of start to connect to each other, you're just kind of saying, well, there's, there's this sort of idea of family connected to, which I don't know. Every movie doesn't have to be about family. No, that's kind it's of not fast, with that. not fast X. Yeah. So that, that was the only <laughs> thing that I was going through the movie being like, ah, this one little change probably made the movie that much better. Yeah. Like it felt sloppy. It felt slow. And the second thing that I wanted to bring up that really took me out of the movie is even though it was John Williams, this was one of the worst scored movies I think I've ever, ever seen. The score stuck out like a sore thumb. The Indiana Jones theme kicked in at times that didn't make any sense. And it had like, it, it felt like the person who was playing it didn't have a microphone in front of them. Like it was quiet. In the other room, playing in the other yeah. room. Yeah, and it's just, it, that's how at times I'm like, well, is that what th- this character is, is left to? A shadow of his former self? Um, but anyway, aside from those two things, they just kind of took me out of it and I felt the movie was too long. I'm still giving the, the movie a stream it. I don't think it's a see it because I think if you had done something more interesting with those characters, if you had made that feel more like, oh, this is why these two are connecting. This is the interesting thing we're doing with it. I might have bumped this up. But to me, it's a stream it. Because I've seen, I've definitely seen worse. It's not as good as the first three, but it, I think it was better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I think it made more sense. It was more interesting. I really enjoyed the ending of the movie. Um, I thought they did a pretty good job uh, bringing it all together. That's something I won't spoil because it is kind of interesting. I can see why Indiana Jones fans are like really just excited to try to see this character again. I do think you do get what you want out of it. Harrison Ford's good. It's a fun adventure movie. It's a great popcorn movie. But I just think you can watch it at home and be very satisfied. So I'm going to give it a stream. It. I saw The Machine. <laughs> I think I'm really excited to talk about yeah. this. <laughs> so it was released uh, May 26th. So it was in uh, theaters for uh, just over a month. I think it like yeah. it's only left theaters like fairly recently and i i rented it um on amazon um for those not in the know of their stand-up comedy this movie is inspired by a 2016 stand-up routine of the same name created by and i am going to pronounce his last name wrong bert kresher kresher do you kresher i think bert kresher so he's the his like um persona is like um chubby party guy and i'm not yeah. body sl- shaming like he would no that's that's what the, it's literally what like it yeah. he's a chubby party guy is like his yeah. persona and in 2016 he did this stand-up bit about how he went on a foreign exchange uh foreign exchange um to russia and like gets mixed up <laughs> with the mafia it's very yeah. funny Based on like a real thing that happened to him, which is funny. (laughs) He says it's, he claims it's real, that it it really happened. With stand up comics, 
their real is not always our real, but essentially yeah. he's saying, yes, I did go to Russia and I got mixed up with the mob. Yeah. So that stand up came out in 2016. It was very funny and it went viral. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie, in my opinion, is probably seven years too late. Like it would have made more sense to cash in on this in 2016, maybe 2017. It is. It does um, seem very late to the party. Like they're right? kind of throwing it together now. Yeah. So, like the premise of the movie is that he's essentially um, not washed up, but like his antics have caught up with him. He's done something to like damage his relationship with his daughter, um, and so like he's trying to be like a better person. Like you know, he's like trying to put the machine behind him. But then the Russian mob come looking for him because he stole something from them when he was, like, on that trip as a student. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So this movie is, like, a fictionalized account of his stand-up comedy routine, but, like, set in the present day, if that makes sense. I hope you're following me. So his dad is played by Mark Hamill, which was our little uh, Star Wars movie connection. Yeah, weird casting in my opinion. Really, I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't see Mark Hamill in a lot of things. I probably know him most famously as like the vo- voice of the Joker. To be honest, he's done a lot of voice work. Yeah, like time. Yeah. Um, and like I don't watch the Star Wars movies, so like I was right, like, oh, right. Mark Hamill, and I don't. I don't know if Mark Hamill's a good actor <laughs> because he was not good in this movie. Like his, mm. and it might've just been poor directing, but he played kind of like, um, like he played it like really goofy. And I don't, it like was weird. It like wasn't how the other characters, like Bert plays himself and like plays it. Like I would say like quote unquote straight, but like he's a co- he's a comic and plays right. a comic in the movie, so he's, like, sure. funny. But it's, like, yeah. it felt, like, more grounded than Mark Hamill's. I don't know, like, it really? felt, like, Mark Hamill felt really cheesy. And I'm, like, I haven't seen him in enough to know, aside from his, like, voice work, I don't know if he's, like, a cheesy actor. So I'm, like, hmm, weird. Um, So, yeah, that, like, that was kind of annoying to me. They They set it up, like, um, it's kind of, it's like an action comedy and Bert and his dad are kind of like, you know, like, um, like buddy comedies where, but it's mm-hmm. like the, they're like kind of the foil to each other. You know what I sure. mean? And like, that's yeah. where the comedy comes from. So like, they're estranged at the start of the movie and they like have mm-hmm. to go on this odyssey to like Russia with the mob or whatever. <laughs> but like, yeah. I'm like, it like, wasn't good. Like, I didn't like their dynamic. So, like, I thought that was, like, poor writing. Like, um, I get what they were trying to do. Like, they were really trying to, like, do, like, emotional growth, like, near the relationship he has with his father, with the relationship he has with his daughter, like, blah, 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 blah. Um, But, like, I don't know. I'm, like, you're really pulling, you know, we're here for the stand-up comedy is what I'm trying to say. And it's, like, I don't need all this added layers. And also Mark Hamill acted so weird. Like, his acting was so weird that I'm, like, this is not working. Um, overall, like, I think the movie was fine. Like, there were times where, like, I laughed. It felt a little clunky, and that might have been, like, the the direction. Um, the writing wasn't horrible. Um, the story was fine. Like, it's pretty predictable. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're going on this 
odyssey with the russian mob the stakes yeah. aren't very high because it's a comedy so you know that it's like are you expecting too much more than that though really <laughs> well that's the thing like it's like it, it's um it definitely feels like kind of like a gimmick movie like you know right, like cocaine right. bear where like mm-hmm. you but it wasn't as i haven't watched cocaine bear but based on your review this wasn't as bad as cocaine bear but yeah. um you know, like this one viral stand-up from 2016. How do we make this a two-hour movie? You know right, stretching I mean? it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so for me, this is an airplane. It like there were times oh. where I like I laughed. Um, and Bert Crusher, or however you say his last name, um, is very good. Like I would watch him in other movies. I don't know if he's acting um, or if he plans to act more, but I thought he felt very natural, like seeing him on screen. Mm-hmm. um and he was quite good like he was probably the best part of the movie um so that was that was good but like I just can't get over the weird character Mark Hamill I don't know if it was the character the acting or the direction but like the right. dad character really did not work for me um and like the movie is more or less like pretty run-of-the-mill um action comedy I really so- liked the guy who played the young Bert Jimmy Tatro who I'm not familiar with, but apparently he's a young, young comedian. Sorry, young what were you going to say, Mike? No, I was just going to ask about the, the Mark Hamill thing. Like, it sounds to me like you're saying he just belonged in a different movie in terms of what they were doing. Like, the two were yeah. doing something different that you felt like, is that what happened? Like, the two together just clashed because they looked, it seemed like they were in different movies? They didn't have chemistry, mm. in my opinion. And, like, it just, like... It just, like, it felt like Mark Hamill was playing, like, a really cheesy character. Right. But, yeah, so I just didn't, like, really get what he was going for. But, again, that might not have been him. That might have been the director being like, cheese it up, Mark. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you never know. Like, some of that can come from direction, and then actors just do it and end up getting blamed for it. But it's not necessarily their choice. But, I mean, it's good to hear that you thought, like, you know, in terms of at least the movie, um, like, when you when you have a lead who's a comedian who's basing this off of his own act, you never know what it's going to be. No. It sounds like he did a good job. It sounds yeah. like he worked in the role and wasn't wasn't the issue. Which honestly, sometimes that's that's the person yeah, who he's quite, breaks the movie down. <laughs> he's quite funny. Um, it looks like he also produced on it. Um, yeah, I would imagine. I will so. say that at times the movie felt like almost too ambitious because they're trying to set in present day, but then they keep having flashbacks. Yeah. the original stand-up you know what i mean like like it like the flashback to like 1999 like not the stand-up but like the actual story from the stand-up right. if that makes right. sense so like you yes. have two timelines going on but then also like the reality that the story is a stand-up anyway yeah like it just felt like i'm like this movie's trying to be like bigger than what it is because in my mind this is a gimmick movie anyways so that's why it's an airplane to me if you're like a huge fan of his, I don't watch his stand up. I, I think I've only seen that one special from 2016. If you're a huge fan of him, you might really enjoy this movie. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I, was, like, I was about to ask you that. Like, what would a huge fan of his think? They probably would think it's funny because like they really yeah. like him and they look for his stuff. Right. Um, for a while, I even thought like, oh, this is like a stream it. Like I was kind of like a borderline stream it. But by the end yeah. of it, it's two hours. 
Um, by the end of it, I was like, yeah, it's an airplane. I, like, it feels like an airplane movie for me describing yeah. it, where you just like throw it on and you're like, whatever. If it's good, it's good. If it's bad, Eating it's bad. your crackers or whatever. Because <laughs> you know what I thought about my, like, um, because I can't eat peanuts on airplanes. Oh, so okay. So you have, you have the crackers. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, you asked me, I rented a movie like several weeks back and you said, well, Taylor, if you regret paying $20 for it, it really shouldn't be a stream it. So now sure. when I'm watching, cause I'm renting all these movies at home, right? So now yeah. when I, pay, when I, and most of them are about $20, 20, 25, I think, was this worth the $20? I'm thinking mm. for this movie, it was like a soft, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, mm. Like if this, yeah, it's an airplane. It. That's why I was like, I did pay twenty dollars for this to rent it, um, and there were times where I like would pause it to see how much longer the movie was gonna be. You know, when you're like, you're like, yes. how, like yes. am I halfway done yet? All of that yeah, was like, okay, it's that. a, it's an airplane. It because the last couple movies I haven't even. I have not paused them. You know what I mean? Like I haven't been wondering like, oh my gosh, when is this gonna be done? Blah blah blah. blah. So yeah. yeah. Anyways, but if you're a huge fan of his, it's fine. It was funny, but like yeah. nothing to write home about. And yep. Mark Hamill, I don't know. For sure. Weird. Someone else watched the movie and let me know if they thought Mark Hamill's character was weird. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems like so out of place. But yeah, I mean, someone else, uh, yeah, take a look, see how it is. But there you go. Airplane it or the machine. The machine. Um, uh, there you go. That uh, brings us to another episode. Taylor, we've got a lot of fun stuff coming up. It's true. We've got uh, it. We've got well. We got another kind of normal episode next week. Uh, and then the Barbie then we, mania starts. Then the yeah. Then it's all Barbie, folks. From now we're after after <laughs> now that, we're we've still got, forever. <laughs> yeah, we've got our two Barbie cartoons we got to watch, and then we're gonna go review Barbie. I'll probably all, also see Oppenheimer that weekend, so we get that review. I do. In there as well. I want to see it. I want to see it. But if you can only see one, Taylor, you it's got to be Barbie. Barbie. We gotta go for Barbie. Yep. Um, so yeah, we got a lot of fun stuff coming up uh, to kind of get us through the next little bit of summer, and then the dog days of August begin, and movies stop coming out. Mike, we'll I know we're happens. I know we're running out of time, but there, I just yes. want one last thing real quick. When we do the Barbie episode, there's this um, BuzzFeed article where you can vote to s- decide whether or not an actor should be um, in a Barbie movie or in Opp- Oppenheimer. We should do that on the the show. We list like an famous... actor should be an Oppenheimer or Barbie. So, like for instance, like um, Timothy Chalamet. Do you think he's more of a Barbie movie actor or an Oppenheimer actor? Okay, yeah. Don't you think that would be a fun one? That would be great. <laughs> Bra- uh, like Brad Pitt, Barbie, yeah, Arpen- Oppenheimer. Um, and I'll, Austin, I'll learn how to say if it. You're, if you're listening out there, make us a list of actors. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll um. give that to Austin. He's <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, that's a great idea, Taylor. We're going to do that. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for for listening again this week. Let the Barbie mania begin, and we'll uh, see everybody next week. Go see some movies.